the two biggest free agents in all of wrestling have had their names associated with AEW in the last 24 hours. I'm talking about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. So let's find out if we're dealing in fact, speculation, or bullshit. I'm Ryan Join. I run MinutesDevelopTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Where do things stand and how did all this talk get started? We're also talking about Nick F. Engage. We have headlines for the last 24 hours. John DeCani is in the house and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for July 21, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John, welcome to the show. Man, do we have a lot of stuff to get into today. Good morning. Yes, indeed. A busy day in the what we used to call the dirt sheet. You got Daniel Bryan and CM Punk's names being thrown around so much in the last 24 hours that it's not it's almost unbelievable because you go months without hearing their names and then all of a sudden here we are and we're talking about them both signing with AEW and they're both going to be there, whatever. So I think we need to get into this and break it down for people. Absolutely, sir. So the report on Daniel Bryan came from Cassidy Haynes with Body Slam. Dot said, a source I have spoken to told me that he is locked in and has 100% signed a contract with AEW. That's Cassidy Haynes speaking. Now, Haynes also reported that Daniel Bryan will debut at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Fightful re-ran the story. No confirmation from them. Dave Meltzer commented on the story saying AEW would be the front runner because of their relationship with New Japan, but he has no information on it. PW Insider has said nothing. Cassidy Haynes also exclusively reported in January that AEW would go back on the road in February. And I don't miss I don't mean to discredit Cassidy Haynes, but I don't really think I'll believe it until I see it. Bodyslam.net does not run a lot of exclusive stories. The wording on this one is very strong though there's probably something to it and aw is the front runner if daniel bryan does indeed want to work for new japan which has been what has been speculated about since his contract expired with wwe now as far as his debut at arthur ash now that cassidy haynes has reported that i would fully expect any plans that they had maybe to change what the of the many blurbs that I read, it was oh, it's one hundred percent done. He signed this, that, and the other. They even have his debut already planned out, but they're pushing it beyond all out so that it doesn't interfere with any of the storylines there. And then after that, it's you know when he shows up, but it's done deal. He's on his way. Can't wait for Brian Danielson to come back. Look, and I, I would love to see Daniel Bryan anywhere he turns to show up. There's a lot of great new matches that he would have in AEW. And, and like I said, this was worded so strongly from Cassidy Haynes that there must have been a source that said something. But but I, I just don't know. It's weird that somebody would have this and then all the other news outlets would have nothing. We're still two weeks removed. From, wait a minute. Daniel Bryan's not going to be in any upcoming WWE video game, so he must be going to AEW. We're still in that gray area between abject speculation and we're not quite too very strong. We're in some kind of a middle ground, but we are, we're leaning towards this is looking like it could be. Right. And I think that in the next couple of days, maybe in the next week or so, one of the other news outlets will get a comment 
or get something, some form of confirmation. Mike Johnson did mention last week from PW Insider that Daniel Bryan has not been factored into any of the internal decisions in terms of merchandising and video games. I think that's what you're referring to. So there are clues. And then this story drops, which just, it, it's weird to me to read something that says 100% already signed a contract. That just, it seems very definitive, but um, if that was the case and that was going to be information that was out there, I can't believe that nobody else would be running the story as well. Yeah, like it's 100% done, but no one will put their name to it as being the person who tells them that it's 100% done. So right. take it with right. that grain of AEW did not go back on the road in February either. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. We did close. Very close. <laughs> Okay, so let's turn our attention to CM Punk, the other elephant in the room, so to speak. So the report about CM Punk signing with AEW came from Flightful Select. Now, anyone that tells you that this is a locked-in type of deal, that they have nothing to go on. There's absolutely no confirmation of anything. Nothing's locked in. Nothing's set in stone. Flightful Select learned this is their quote. Fightful Select learned last week that CM Punk has been in talks to make a return to pro wrestling as an in-ring performer with sources indicating that AEW is the most likely landing point. Fightful has not officially confirmed this report with CM Punk or All Elite Wrestling. We have been told in recent days that higher-ups in WWE believe that Punk is headed to, to AEW. A couple of weird things there. It's weird that WWE, anybody from WWE would comment that he's going to AEW. That's a little weird, but Fightful has a very good reputation. Almost everything they say is, is true. So they are not saying that th this is where the story originated from. And they are not saying that he's going to AEW. They are saying that he's in talks to make a return to pro wrestling and that people are indicating that AEW is the most likely landing point. Does that mean we might we'll see him show up in Chicago? If he's going to show up, it's probably going to be at that dynamite or all out. But yeah. does that mean that it's happening? No. Could it happen? Yes. So I think it's still too early to tell. I can't tell you it's fact or fiction yet, but there's certainly no confirmation. So it's not fact, but that's where we stand with that. Yeah, there's nothing concrete. There's been a lot of, oh, CM Punk is definitely going to AEW. You know, for months, you'd, you'd see a stupid blurb every once in a while with absolutely nothing to back it up. And even though we're still in that, in that space where there's absolutely nothing to back it up, this is the first time we're hearing that he's talking about an in-ring return. Like He just has avoided the question going all the way back to his MMA career constantly he would never say absolutely not but it seemed like he had absolutely no intentions no like he it almost seemed like he hated the business at that point so now that we're hearing that he's at least discussing in not only a return but an in-ring return it's reason to get a little bit excited but don't go booking flights for that reason alone yeah he's made very few pro wrestling appearances in the last since he basically left wwe he had a couple of indie dates under a mask right and he also he was on wwe backstage for a minute that show by the way only ever only ever got like at most two hundred fifty thousand viewers 
And, and he was at StarCast. I was, Travis and I were both there to see him talk at StarCast. And when we saw that, he didn't have a lot of positive things to say. And he felt very removed from wrestling at the time. It's, it's interesting. Al Carl putting a comment in here that he first reported this on episode 100 of Daily Wrestling News Show. We're on episode 132. Al, let's be clear about words here. You've hoped for this on episode 100, not reported this on episode 100. So let's talk about, though, if let's say Daniel Bryan and CM Punk both signed with AEW. They're both, by, by the end of September, we've got them both in AEW. What does that mean? Does that mean that AEW is going to instantly get a million more viewers on Wednesday nights and they're going to be winning the wrestling war or whatever? It does not. What could happen is you might get a little bit of a bump, but it's going to take good storytelling over a long period of time to see gradual ratings increase. That's what we saw with WCW when they went 83 weeks on WWE. They didn't do that overnight. It was gradual increases to get there. And when WWE came back and defeated them, it wasn't something that happened and then overnight we had a big surgence it was gradual better storytelling over time and the ratings went up and then you got the mike tyson and steve austin thing and things took off a little bit stronger from there but it's going to take a lot of hard work in AEW to make their ratings go from eight hundred thousand or a million last week up to you know two million so I don't think CM Punk's a silver bullet. He's not bringing in a million viewers. No, he's he's going to be. What's going to happen is exactly what's happening now. The WWE faithful are going to say, "Who cares? This is just another cast off." And the AEW faithful are going to say, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever." And the truth will lie somewhere in between, but hopefully, it will be part of a steady build for AEW and. So far, with the possible exception of pyrotechnics, they seem to be making a lot of the right decisions along the way. And (laughs) they're the alternative for the fan who's not looking for the next John Cena Fruity Pebbles t-shirt. WWE is is focusing on the 11-year-olds in the crowd, and AEW is tipping their cap to the 30-plus-year-olds who remember the Attitude Era, and it warms their heart when they bring back someone. Even if it's Tully Blanchard walking out with an old NWA you know, title over his shoulder or something like that, they're tipping their caps to the older fan, let, letting them know that they're not completely cast off because WWE very much makes us feel that way. What's but, interesting, John, is they're doing exactly what you're saying in the sense that they're giving credit to those fans that have been around forever, but they tend to go veer to a younger audience than WWE is. So it's nice that they're paying tribute to history while at the same time targeting actually a younger audience. So it it's fun. I think that when you think about people that take like 10 years off, because CM Punk is close closing in on 10. I think he's eight years away, maybe seven. Um, that's a long time to be away from wrestling. So I don't know if he'll work. If he comes back, I don't know if he'll work legends or maybe he'll be just like jake the snake roberts walking around behind lance archer i doubt it the big thing would be for them to get him in the ring but then i don't think it's going to be he's not going to work 50 matches a year no i could see him doing something like matt hardy and christian are doing right now he could have someone he's mentoring but because let's be honest if they both show up right around september how do you not eventually build that daniel bryan cm punk that should have been at wrestlemania a couple of years ago yeah, Daniel Bryan, I think he's 40. CM Punk in his 
in his 40s. So in wrestling years, they're they're getting up there. But then again, AEW's got Sting. So yeah, so that's where we stand with that. By the way, I did buy that Fruity Pebbles John Cena shirt. It should be here in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. I, I am excited to have either of them. I, I never wanted to have this much time away from Daniel Bryan, so I'm hoping that he'll he'll come back no matter what. And if CM Punk comes back, I think it's just a... It's a bonus in wrestling. I don't. I think we take that as it comes. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything we get out of either one of them, there's a 95% chance it's going to be positive. Exactly. All right. As we go into the break, yesterday we we talked about for the first time on this show that there will be a SummerSlam special hosted by Al Carl, the Essential Wrestling Podcast SummerSlam special. Saturday, August 21st at 3 p.m. You can get our analysis on who we think is going to win the SummerSlam matches. And if history is any indication, we just have a lot of fun talking about SummerSlam and reminiscing about SummerSlam on these specials. And with any luck, we'll be out in time to get to the movie theater to watch SummerSlam this year. Because for the first time ever, SummerSlam will be broadcast nationwide in movie theaters. That's exciting to me. I have a family party that day, so I don't know when I'm going to get to SummerSlam. But if I had the opportunity to go watch it at the movie theater, I think I'd be pretty tempted. Yeah, that's a that's such a cool thing that they're doing. I, we see every once in a while people do. There was a Queen concert like two years ago that was being uh, you know reissued to movie theaters and whatnot. To see something on that larger than life screen, that's so cool. And even though I never did it back in the day, it's got to be reminiscent of the old closed circuit. Before pay-per-views were available readily in your home, you'd go someplace and watch it. And there's a throwback to that, only better because it's it's new, it's now, and then the technology has improved. So uh, yeah. that'd be very interesting. What's old is now new. It's it's so funny that we go through those. Are we gonna all the cord cutters are gonna come back to cable in a couple of years? Oh god! It's funny that we we go back to having this when everybody started watching it in their home you lost like a community aspect. And I think that's what's fun about going to a live event is you have this big community atmosphere. And if you go to a closed circuit or movie theater, you can have the same thing. You get the claps and the boos and the, and stuff like that. So again, I think it would be, I think it would be a lot of fun, a good way to, to go watch it. Absolutely. Although then you got to be around wrestling fans. Not everybody likes to be around wrestling fans, even if they are. <laughs> All right. That said, let's get into the commercial break so that we can get back and talk about a whole bunch more rumors plus headlines, including Nick F. Engage. So we'll be back here in about a minute and a half. All right. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20. And all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. 
and the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday, it consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right, John, we are ready for the rumor roundup portion of the show. We're going to skip where headlines are going to come in in a few minutes, but John has scoured the internet for rumors, and let's start uh, going through them. All righty, sir. Tell me what you know about the – where am I here? What, what, what is the uh, the origin of the Baron Corbin uh, Corbin fund gimmick? Oh, so there, there, I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly what the creative decisions were that led to this, but there has been some things going around about a belief backstage that WWE, uh, that they don't like wrestlers having GoFundMe and then it cheapens wrestling. This came from those lines, those words came from Dave Meltzer. I'll, I'll give you the exact quote. I don't think they like the idea of wrestlers doing GoFundMe with the idea that it cheapens wrestling. It was a throwaway comment. It's not news. Anyone that picked that up and dealing that out as a headline or something, it's that's that's not news. It's just they're recapping SmackDown, and that's what they said. Yeah. More clickbait, which is uh, a lot of what the uh, wrestling online community is flooded yeah. with. So. I would call that BS. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me what you know about a possible bidding war for the services of Buddy Murphy. That came from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and unless someone talks about it after the fact, we'll never know for sure, but Dave Meltzer did report that Impact is very interested in in making a play for Buddy Murphy, So, and that AEW may also be interested. Good news, they work together, so I guess they could both have them if they want them. There you go. Okay, you spoke, I believe, yesterday about uh, the fact that, you know, this, you know, not so much uh, rumor as it is maybe spoiler at this point, that the little drama king vignette that we saw at Slammiversary is going to lead to the reemergence of Aiden English. Right. And he's there for this week's uh, TV tapings, which means he'll be on the next three months of shows because they bang out three months of shows in a week. What do you know about his big push coming up in the mixed tag tournament? So Fightful reported this. Fightful reported that, that Aiden English was going to get a big push. The fact that he's there... I, I did not view that as a spoiler-ish information because I felt I felt like people knew that he was known as Drama King Matt. But so when they made that Drama King little uh, short vignette package thing, that was very clear to me that was this was Aiden English. But in terms of him getting a push, he's the Drama King, and they're having a homecoming king and queen. It makes sense that the big push will put take him all the way to the finals. Now Fightful Select is reporting that he'll be teaming with, potentially teaming with Deanna Perrazzo. And if that's the case, that's a push in itself, I think. So sure. now that was reported before the tapings. So everything could have changed since then, right. um, especially since it got reported. If I was Impact and looking at that, I'd say we can very easily team him with somebody else. There was no, nobody knows of any relationship with them or anything. So all good, I think. So we'll see, but he's the drama king. It's a homecoming. It almost seems like the pay-per-view is made for him, so we'll see. Absolutely. All right. Tell me what you know about uh, Bray Wyatt's timetable for his return. 
PW Insider said that he is being held off of television for a specific reason, not due to creative. They said sources have remained quiet about the circumstances beyond the idea that he's just being held off for a specific reason. Um, so that came from PW Insider. They're, I think they're pretty good. I would just take this as what it is. He's not injured. We know that because there was nothing about that WrestleMania match that would have caused an injury unless Alexa Bliss does indeed have powers. So we know he's not injured. And who, so he probably has something going on because they would put him on television because he is a draw, especially now the fans are back. The sure. fans really get into Bray Wyatt. So maybe they're just holding him off for a big something down the road. But there's nothing There's nothing that we know for sure. But PW Insider, I would say, is a really good legitimate source. That's, it's not the dreaded creative has nothing for you. That's not what I – that's what they reported, that it's not that. But Good. All right. All right. So we got uh, uh, the other day, and it was in his home state of Texas. Uh, are we going to see more of him, or was that kind of his, hey, you've been off TV for six-plus months, we'll let you say hello to the crowd, and you'll be in the next uh, Future Endeavors class? PW Insider reports that he is a fully active member of the Raw roster now, so he should be back, and that's all there is to it. But there's nothing to say. That doesn't mean he's back for three months and they have a future Endeavor class and he's on the list. <laughs> you know, Ron Strowman was on television the week before. All right. We saw Goldberg. Clearly, he's going to be Lashley's opponent for SummerSlam, so that kind of washes out the idea of the big Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar dream match. But is there something more to the fact that the Lashley-Lesnar dream match got scrapped? Speculation. Dave Meltzer speculated on his podcast that perhaps the idea is that Lesnar is is being slated for a huge match with Roman Reigns down the road and that they don't want Lesnar taking a loss to Bobby Lashley or anybody before they get to that Roman Reigns feud. So, in fact, they are thinking about Roman Reigns long-term and saying, we need to have opponents for him, we need to have big opponents for him, and because of that, let's not bring in Lesnar now to lose to somebody. We need to save him for Roman down the road. Now, that speculation came, again, from Dave Meltzer, but it's only speculation. There's nothing to it. Lesnar could be on TV tomorrow. But there's nobody that's reporting that either. All right. Okay. So give me some good news on Bailey. Uh, she's out for nine months, so we won't see her wrestling for a long time, which will pretty much mean she's not going to be on WrestleMania next year because if she's healthy, it'll only be like right there at WrestleMania. So that's two years off. So that's the bad news on Bailey. The good news on Bailey, though, is that she is such a great character. If they keep her off television for nine months, She's going to come, everybody's going to be so excited to see her, right? Like she's, she is a heel, but she's the kind of heel that everybody likes like deep down, even though they boo her. So if she's gone for this period of time and gone, gone off television and makes the return, they have to turn her face because everybody's going to cheer the cheer her like so out of the building. So maybe they'll keep her on television. And And I think that's speculation. And I've seen that speculation come from, Meltzer and I've seen him come from others that yeah she could do the exact same thing that Miz is doing she could come around in a wheelchair and the only thing is she doesn't have an ally like Miz has Morrison so it's like what would she really be doing ding dong hello for the next you know nine months a whole lot of ding dong hello okay (laughs) maybe we could go who was it that used to do their like routine injury updates 
I can't remember who did Randy Orton. That's one of the things that made Randy Orton was that he would come on and give his update on his injury status. Maybe we get Bailey to do that. Nice. Yeah, every once in a while you uh, you rehash an old an old gimmick, but it really works. And certainly Bailey can make that work because it seems like she can make just about anything work. Anything, yeah. All right, backstage rumblings on Karrion Cross's loss on Raw. What, what what are you hearing? What are you reading? What can we make of it? Is that the only place that there's rumblings about Karrion Cross's loss on Raw? <laughs> backstage, in front of the stage, every fan everywhere that watches NXT. Lots and lots of rumblings, but one talent told Fightful that they felt like a message was being sent. So if you're seeing some clickbait thing that Vince McMahon was sending a message to NXT, it was the news is that one talent told Fightful that it felt like a message was being sent to NXT. Now, as far as how does Vince McMahon feel about NXT, Vince hasn't said anything. Vince will not say anything. Triple H won't say anything. Stephanie McMahon's not going to say anything. Nobody's going to say how Vince McMahon feels about NXT. So it's just what can we piece together by looking at the situation. And when I look at the situation, I I see that Charlotte's now an 11-time world champion. She's no longer a 12-time world champion. Karrion Cross's loss. Piper Niven never existed. The Gargano Ciampa feud was dropped because we wanted to put them on television in a throwaway backstage segment a year ago or two years ago or three, however long ago that was. But <laughs> So I don't know. Nobody knows how Vince McMahon actually feels about this situation, but there's a whole lot of things that are adding up to the fact that it doesn't really factor into the main roster creative plans. Yeah. So NXT is no longer being uh, touted as the third brand They're They're back to just being developmental. If I was NBC, I'd be ticked about this, right? Like they've got the show that they they would love for NXT on Tuesday nights to have 2 million people watching it. But if Raw cuts the NXT off at the knees every five minutes, it doesn't really help the, their case. So anyway, I think enough people have said enough about the carry cross loss, but. Absolutely. All right, last but certainly not least, is Frankie Kazarian likely to be the next man through the Forbidden Door? Well, unfortunately, spoilers are out there for all the Impact tapings. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's got, like, this person won this match and this person won this match. I, I, I haven't seen that level of spoiler, but there's spoilers out there to tell you what matches are upcoming and who's going to make some crazy appearance. Frankie Kazarian's hunting the elite wherever they are, and I guess he was at Impact, so that's... The spoilers are out there, unfortunately. All righty. I think that makes the BS sorted. All right. But with that said, let's get into today's top headlines. All right, John. Nick F. Engage in AEW to wrestle Chris Jericho next week. This is news coming out of Dynamite last night. Okay. MJ, let's sort through the BS here. MJF said he robbed a a bank in broad daylight. True story. (laughs) Almost died in the ring. True story. Slice John Moxley's tongue with a pizza cutter. True story. (laughs) Nick Gage is totally off-brand for any wrestling promotion to have on on television. I I was shocked to see him walk out. But I guess it's happening. He's got a ridiculously strong following that was going to do one of two things here. 
They're going to celebrate the fact that Nick Gage is getting a payday, or they're going to turn on Nick Gage. I don't know which one it's going to be. He's a uh, sellout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go watch Dark Side of the Ring. Um, it, I said it's a shock he's on AEW. It's a shock this man's alive, to be quite honest. So MDK stands for murder, death, kill, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, though, very strong following. So there's been a lot of things going on. Moxley has jumped Nick Gage at a couple of different shows, one in Vegas, one in uh, Tampa. So there's obviously a Moxley match in the future. Maybe, as we've seen in the past with Moxley in high-profile matches, why put that on New Japan Strong? Let's put it on Dynamite. Maybe we're looking at a Moxley Gage match down the road. But it's weird because he's going to lose to Chris Jericho next week. The second labor of Jericho is not going to be a loss. Maybe if Nick Gage was the fifth labor of Jericho, it, it could possibly happen. But I was pretty shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I just – I hope – he's one of those guys – he clearly – he might be a little mentally unstable. And I'm sure the last person who's going to talk to him before he walks through that tunnel is going to be Tony Khan saying, do not hurt my talent. And then he's going to walk down, walk through that little tunnel and there's going to be 12,000 people in front of him when he's used to performing for less than 1,200. I, I don't know. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat the entire time he's on television. Anything could possibly happen. Yeah. He told David Arquette that he wouldn't use the pizza cutter, and he did use the pizza cutter on David Arquette. And there's no question that pizza cutter is coming out next week. He had it in his hand when he walked out on stage this week. <laughs> and if you thought what Sammy Callahan did to Kenny Omega with a pizza cutter at Slammiversary was weird, it's going to be in Chris Jericho's open mouth. Be prepared to look away. <laughs> Not for the weak of heart. Yes. And if it's anything less than that, his fans will reject. So, yeah. Chavo Guerrero, also at AEW last night, as Andrade's executive consultant. Who doesn't love Chavo Guerrero Jr.? He's the best, right? Javito is the man. Love him. Yeah. I was excited to see him come back. I tell the story that I had a conversation with him in Starbucks one time, and that's fun. He's a nice guy. So. Good to see him on, on AEW. And then the last headline from AEW last night, Lance Archer is the new IWGP United States champion. John Moxley dropped the belt in the main event after being stabbed in the head with a fork like 10 times and then thrown, <laughs> then like choke bombed into a barbed wire table setup. And then Rick Knox made the fastest 10 count I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah, if I count the 10 really fast, then Moxley will be able to get up. So... Now, Lance Archer will be defending against Hikaleu next week for the IWGP United States Championship. It'll be interesting to see if he just drops it back to a Japan guy. Yeah. It'd be so. interesting to see. Now, I personally have never seen Hikaleu in the ring. I had no idea how enormous this man was. Holy I didn't either. Cow, I, mean, I have seen him. I have seen him in the ring, but until he stood next to Archer, I was like, when he, when I was really shocked to see him stand above Archer. So, yeah, we have them, and he's also Hakusan. So, yeah, well, who's his mother, Andre? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we also have the much anticipated Santana and Ortiz versus FTR match, along with Jericho versus Gage, and then we have Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus versus Private Party, and Helico. 
And then we have the the five on five, the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks, and Omega versus Paige, Silver, Grayson, and Uno. Nice. Um, man, that is a stacked show next week. Yeah, yeah, and it's Fight for the Fallen, so that's one of these fundraiser events. Yeah, when the WWE does it. There's usually not a lot of storyline progression in one of those events. It's usually a, a glorified, yeah, it's a glorified house show. This is a hell of a stack card. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm, my skin is still curling about the Nick Gage thing, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, please, no, no light tubes. Just keep yeah. light tubes away from the pain maker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the pain maker. Chris Jericho is busting out his new Japan gimmick for it. It's not enough, but we'll see. I, obviously, like I said, he's going to win the match, but putting some paint on your eyes is not going to be enough to get <laughs> to beat Nick Gage. And then in two weeks, we have Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. We have Miro defending the TNT Championship. We don't know who Miro is defending against, and at this rate, it could be anybody. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. He's God's favorite champion. God's favorite champion. Either they will, whoever it is, will be redeemed. So. <laughs> Casey Navarro signs with MLW as a last headline. He was one of those guys that was in the uh, Super X Cup. So good for Casey Navarro. Absolutely. Okay, so the lineups for tonight on Impact. Jay White will be on the show. Rosemary and Havoc are defending the Knockouts Championships against Fire and Flava. Mickey James will be on the show. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus Finn Juice. Myers, Sam Beal, Tanil Dashwood versus Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona, and Jake something. Rohit Raju versus Chris Bay. So a pretty good card for Impact tonight. Yeah, and we've got uh, Petey and Trey teaming together on BTI against a, as of right now, mystery tag team. Are they going to debut someone on, P, on BTI? Probably not, but seeing Petey and Trey together in the ring will be pretty exciting anyway. Maybe we'll get a, like a repackaged Triple XL. That'd be fun. Maybe they'll wear capes like Nikki Cross. It worked for her. <laughs> All right. And then on NXT UK, they, we have Pretty Deadly versus Mark Andrews and, and Flash Morgan Webster for the tag titles. We have the Supernova Sessions with Ginny and Joseph Connors. And probably the big news is that we have an update on our Walter Dragunov match. So we'll find out what's going on with Walter and whether he's going to be back in a week or nine months. And then on SmackDown, we got Bianca Belair versus Carmella 2. Everybody was real excited about that last time. So here we go for another one. And then John Cena will be on the show. Anything we did not cover? Uh, just one other thing I'm excited about on SmackDown, the likely debut or SmackDown debut of Tony Storm. Oh, that's right. Tony Storm. Tony time. And from what I've heard from, I think it was PW Insider made the report, Tony's going to be a face again. Okay. Makes, makes sense. I think she's a more natural face. In any case, Tony Storm, we'll take her. Heel or absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's have Al Carl asking, will Tony Storm lose her first or her last name? Man, Ooh. Storm's a fun name, but you need Tony for Tony time. So Exactly. And uh, I think Marvel might have something to say about calling someone Storm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. For John, I'm Ryan. It's been fun sorting through all the BS, talking about Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Nick F. and Gage on the same show. We'll see you next time. See ya.